are a very very crucial part to all of us. It, it forms a very large part of the, most of our portfolio. And um, private equity is something which I would be focusing upon. Uh, the kind of stocks to own and uh, what is the what uh, uh, should be the key sectors that we should be owning, key sectors where we should be reducing, what kind of stocks we should be owning, and what is the strategy that we should be adopting in terms of time. Like what we should buy first, what we should be buying later, how to stagger the whole uh, buying process. These are some of the aspects that uh, I will be uh, taking you through to the, to, the, uh, to the presentation as well as uh, in the discussion. Yeah, I have a very, very short uh, presentation, not a very long presentation, uh, a very basic presentation uh, to talk about how the markets uh, have behaved in the, in the past and uh, what we can expect uh, from here on. Uh, the key idea is to take as many questions from uh, uh, as many participants as possible. Uh, I would suggest everybody to post their questions uh, once the presentation is over because right now I can see some questions coming through, but uh, I might just miss it because there are a lot of questions which are already coming. So I would suggest that uh, you just uh, post your questions once, uh, the, once the presentation is over, which will be 15 odd minutes. Thereafter, we can uh, take as many questions as possible in a serial order. Yeah. So, let me start off with uh, what we are seeing for the markets. Uh, very simply, uh, this is the kind of correction that we have seen in the market. This is not a new thing that we have seen. So, uh, we have seen uh, very, very deep corrections in the market in the past, right? So, uh, in 2008, we saw 55% correction, bought from we saw uh, close to 41% uh, correction, right? So, 50 to 60% corrections is what we have seen in the market. Uh, however, this time, uh, but those corrections were different. Those markets were also different. Every time we have seen a different kind of a challenge. Uh, each time the challenge becomes a little larger. Uh, see, the 2008 was, uh, uh, correction that we saw was, of course, uh, when the, the market was seeing a lot of irrational exuberance. The dot-com bubble burst was also the irrational exuberance that we saw in the IT stocks. This time, there was no aspect and irrational exuberance that we were seeing, but this is a challenge which is altogether very, very different in nature. Uh, this is not a challenge which uh, uh, most of us have seen, or rather, uh, I would say that it's almost a century old challenge uh, which has come to haunt us since the 2019 uh, uh, right? So, uh, this is a very, very different uh, challenge that uh, we have been uh, facing at uh, this point in time. So, uh, the market has selected by around 30 odd percent from uh, the level to current 1,000 odd. From here on, what kind of market actions that we could see will all depend on uh, how the COVID now behaves in India and also what, we, what can happen in the global market. See, to some extent, we see that uh, there is some bit of uh, uh, respect coming through in the direct markets where the call has started to flatten. However, whether that is an end game or not is something which remains to be seen. Uh, markets have started uh, cheering the flattening of curve in uh, uh, markets like uh, uh, Italy, in uh, Spain also has started uh, flattening out. US is seeing flattening out, and more importantly, uh, what US is also started to talk about is the number of uh, uh, casualties which might happen. So earlier it was predicted to be in the range of 100 to 240,000. Uh, 100,000 to 240,000. Now uh, the number of casualties are predicted in the range of around 60,000. So 
those numbers have also started coming down, which is a big, big cost from the overall scheme of things. So it seems more likely the developed market should uh, take up from here on. Uh, they are managing uh, the situation better. Uh, how is what it seems? Uh, however, Indian markets have their own set of challenges. We are a very, very different economy in terms of demographic structure, uh, people, cities, so on and so forth. Um, at this point in time, what I can say, what I can, what, it, what we can see is uh, uh, the challenge is still very, very much a phenomena. Uh, the challenge in the rural uh, areas of India is still not a major, major challenge. Uh, there are, of course, uh, uh, cases which have joined uh, up in remote areas, but some of them are still being contained is what we can see at this point in time. Uh, of course, more testing needs to be done, all those things are happening. Uh, right now, what we can safely assume is that the long run can wait expected up to uh, 30th of April. Uh, and uh, in between also, we could start seeing some areas starting to open up. So, a phase opening of uh, long run can also happen. Uh, but, uh, however, what do we see in terms of economic impact because of uh, this lockdown is maybe the most critical aspect which is going to have uh, uh, implications on the market. Uh, so, that is the basic GDP growth assumption is that if the lockdown pretty much opens for 15, after 15th of February, which is a very, very remote possibility, we are looking at a 4% GDP growth rate for FY21. And if the lockdown opens up, uh, after uh, uh, 30th of April, so then probably we are looking at a 2% GDP growth rate for FY21. Nonetheless, what it also means is that we are looking at a GDP growth rate, right? So it is a significant, significant cost from the uh, numbers that we are predicting earlier of around 55 to 5.5%. From that, we are coming down to 2% is what we are seeing. So uh, this is the scenario. So this is the overall structure that we are looking at. So that's why we have seen a correction in the market. I cannot be ruled out that if the lockdown extends, there can be further corrections in the market. Right? So there are going to be challenges that we are going to see in how the market will behave. Point number one. However, history also suggests that uh, challenges, every challenge has been different, whether a dot-com bubble or whether a 2004 five challenge or the 2008 financial crisis, it has come back. So in the last 20 years, if you see, there are more number of years where the market has come back. So six to seven years, we have seen a decline in 13 years are years where the market has appeared, markets are appreciated. And also the table, we can see that there are more number of years where uh, the market has appreciated better. Right? So <coughs> markets come back stronger. Right? So what could be the reasons for that is something which uh, the reasons also are different. But in the current set of circumstances also, globally there is a huge amount of stimulus issues in money. Cost of money has reduced, right? So, so there is a lot of liquidity in the market. So there is a lot of liquidity in the market, right? So, so from that perspective, we are likely to see that liquidity in the market means it is going to be a greater amount of financialization. It is going to be a greater amount of money which is saving uh, the financial assets. That means that the markets will come back. And also it can mean that the markets can trade at higher valuation. Right? So that is something which is a very, very big takeaway that we have seen when there is a lot of uh, government-induced stimulus and where the central banks around the world start pumping a lot of money. So in a nutshell, what I can see is that uh, uh, markets are likely to come back uh, over the next multiple years, how strongly they come back will depend upon the damages that we see in the industry. 
Okay. So uh, coming to the basic where the valuation side, of course, it is the top determining value takes to not make the market market attractive. Uh, the market has now uh, trading below one standard deviation. Uh, whether we look at it on a trading perspective or whether we look at it on a one year forward perspective, the market has trading below one standard deviation below, which is what uh, which is what is a good uh, thing uh, for. Uh, Uh, as because the uh, asset prices have come down in this uh, whole scenario. Important thing is that why asset prices have come down. So, uh, a lot of it to uh, to do is with the volatility in the market and the actual challenges that we are going to see. Uh, the volatility in the market have increased quite quite significantly. There is a lot of activity happening on the market. Uh, uh, there was a lot of activity. I'm sorry, there is some disturbance. My request is: if something can be done from the operator side, if we can mute all the attendees' lines. So we have muted all the attendee lines. So some out of because people are joining and there is some noise coming. Sorry, uh, I guess uh, there was some backlog. Uh, I couldn't help it. Uh, yeah, so uh, so the markets have come down to one standard deviation. Of course, in the past, the markets have come down further, so there has been uh, uh, such a deviation uh, kind of corrections. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, also, it's important to remember that not every uh, challenge is the same. So, challenges. Actually, access trading takeover uh, world over by consumers will also start having effect of this thing. However, it can be, it can be, it can, it can, it cannot be uh, this way that the market can correct further. Uh, 
वी आर लुकिंग एट अ रेंज ऑफ टू दी वर्स केस रेंज विच इज वेयर लेट से वेयर द नॉर्मल एक्सटेंस अप टू मिड ऑफ डे यू कुड बी लुकिंग एट अ मार्केट ऑफ अराउंड 7000 टू 7500 इज व्हाट वुड बी दी बॉटम लोअर लेस लुकिंग एट इन द अर्ली फॉर एसटीएफ फॉर एंटरप्राइज So around 14 times is where the market should be lower or less. Uh, 13 to 14 times where the market should be bottoming between 7,000 to 7,000. This is the best case scenario that we are looking for the market as such. So, but uh, what it also means is that the current valuations do present us with attractive price points to start accumulating. Right. So, in this case, what is where as the valuations now become attractive, this means that. Uh, It's time to start buying. So this is a market which is clearly getting to be a market which is buy or get. So having said that, when the markets have been and how the markets are behaved, so if you look at the last ten years, so various sectors you can see. Uh, while BSE Sensex has generated a return of 60 percent in the last ten years after the 30 or 40 percent or 30 plus correction that we have seen from the top, or BSE has generated a 55 percent return. But uh, there are many, many sectors which have delivered very, very strong returns. So, for example, GSE, FNCG sector, right, has uh, delivered more than fifty percent return, right, two and a half times. Uh, consumer durable, three hundred forty-nine. Even healthcare, after so many challenges, is one hundred twenty-two percent. IT is one hundred twenty-six percent return, right. So, from that perspective, what you can clearly see is that there are always spaces in the market which tend to deliver consistent returns. Uh, we can see the uh, uh, consistent returns in the market in lot of sectors. So this is the uh, this is the key, right? So essentially, we tend to see sectors which are uh, consistent compounders and they deliver solid returns. Even the bank sector has delivered close to 100% return in the last ten uh, years. So essentially, what we can see is that uh, not all sectors are equal. There are a lot of sectors which are negative returns. Uh, sectors which are cyclically nature uh, tend to have lot of problems. Sectors which are uh, more, uh, I would say that uh, uh, are uh, consistent in terms of earnings will require lower amount of capital. They tend to do much much better over longer time frames. So that is what we tend to uh, have observed, and this is a phenomenon which is likely to continue over the next uh, uh, next decade or so. So that is how. And this is very very relevant for uh, India as a whole because uh, lot of these sectors do tend to enjoy benefits of under penetration. Right. So in terms of stock returns, right? So of course, in terms of stock returns also, what you can see is that most of these companies that we talk about essentially are all consumer-facing companies. So Bajaj Finance is into consumer finance, Asian Motors, so which has delivered one of the best returns. So these are all top ten listed companies. Uh, is <laughs> is a company which has uh, delivered very very strong returns in an environment of uh, where the consumer facing companies have done pretty well, right? So uh, one of the best returns. Dani again, best uh, company tools sector. Uh, so Bajaj Finance and Bajaj Finance are related, but again, all startup top ten. At an Hindustan level, we have one of the the largest technology company delivering close to eight and a half times in the last ten years. Asian Paints again. Very very strong return. Cement interestingly makes uh, makes the fact which we see, and of course, uh, Kotak and Delta. Right? So you can see there is a lot of uh, 
FMCG dominated and consumer facing companies which have done very very well in the last 10 years. Right? The reason for this is that most of these companies manage their growth with lower amount of capital, they have very high return ratios. Right? Right? And they have a consistent compounding growth profile. And they are businesses which are very very difficult to emulate and which are very very difficult to be copied by. Right? So that is what actually works in the favor of these companies. So, Essentially, whether this phenomena of companies like such are going to change over the next 10 years, at this point in time, it is very, very difficult to imagine that's going to change significantly. Right? So, so, what do we do in this kind of a market? Right? So, what could be the strategy that we should be uh, having uh, in this kind of a market? So, in, in a market which is doing pretty well, and let's say the market is at 1000, the strategy tends to be very different. We try to expand our portfolio because uh, the, the volatility in the market is just around uh, 15% or it's not a significant amount of volatility. Uh, more or less we are like, expecting a return of around 20 to 15%. To chase our returns, we try to expand our portfolio. So this is the market where this, the strategy has to be very, very important. The, in this market, the most important thing is to predict portfolio. Right? In India, protecting portfolio, we have high defenses. So by defenses, what we tend to mean is in India, growth is a defensive strategy actually. Growth and long-term growth is a very, very, is, is a very, very important thing that we, we need to look at. Second thing is that we should have a portfolio beta which is lower. Right? Lower, what can be the strategy to lower portfolio beta? One needs to cut out the cyclicals from the portfolio. Right? So we are having commodity-oriented things, we can reduce the commodity-oriented things. Second is we can reduce the portfolio leverage, right? The amount of store, amount of which may be leverage in the portfolio versus the amount of capital which has been borrowed. Right? So typically DFSI is a leverage play because they have to borrow and they have to invest. And in this kind of a scenario, they see their balance sheet getting deteriorated very, very quickly. Especially the NBFC space, right? Because they would have collections which are close to zero. Right? In this kind of a scenario, we see that we should be reducing our DFSI only for any person. Victory as a benchmark has an exposure of 40% to uh, the space, uh, to the DFSI space. But what we are suggesting is that we should have exposure to DFSI space because they are good turnaround plays. They help to recoup losses. But the exposure should be limited to 25%. Right? So while there is a greater chance of NPS cropping up, but DFSI is the largest uh, component and we should be exposing uh, uh, getting exposure to the high quality back, right? We should be reducing exposure to the NBFC names, micro finance, small uh, finance guys. So all those areas is where I would be uh, limiting my exposure and primarily be focused on uh, companies which are large and with very, very strong balance sheet. So coming to the third point, which this is the time where balance sheet strength is very, very crucial, right? So balance sheet strength is the key which can help us to guide through the tougher time. So we are going to be very, very much focused on the balance sheet strength, right? So balance sheet strength can include many things, having lower amount of leverage, right? Um, having good amount of cash. So IT is one sector where there is a lot of cash in the balance sheet, which is just to help us to guide through tougher times. Fourth is we should be able to recoup our losses. So everybody would have made some losses in the, in the course for it is a time where we can uh, recoup our losses, right? So we should be buying faster than stock. 
So the, the, the fastest and shorts can be something in consumer discretion which you have corrected, right? Because uh, there can be a kind of demand which can come back very, very quickly. Something on the ASSI, the larger concentration of stocks, so something like an HDFC bank is something which will, uh, when the markets were to do well, or an ICIC bank, when the markets were to do well, these stocks will run up very, very quickly. And these were the first ones which are going to run up, right? So, in a very, very large uh, manner. Lastly, this is the time to reduce the portfolio. In terms of the number of stocks that we own, we should have more concentrated positions with companies which are strong in nature, which have strong balance sheet. So this is what is going to happen. So typically a 10 to 20 stocks portfolio is something which is going to help us to uh, recoup our losses and also uh, achieve sustainable uh, uh, returns going ahead. So this is the key strategy. So essentially we should have good number of stocks. Uh, defensive stocks in our portfolio, we should have lower exposure to BFSI, have the 25 percent, we should be focusing on balance sheet strength, we should be able to recoup our and lastly we should have a collaborated uh, uh, portfolio of 10 to 20 stocks. So this is pretty much it um, in terms of what we should be doing. So how do we look at it? So what do we do? We should be buying the best companies in best sectors. Very, very simple, right? We should be buying the leaders. Right? Number two is essentially the company should be consumer facing. This is what the history tells us that we should not be economic what it takes. Consumer facing companies require lesser amount of capital, they have a larger uh, business, uh, right? They if these handle so many consumers requires a certain amount of vote and sales, so we should be buying that kind of things. The company should have some bit of pricing power if not all sectors do have pricing power, but pricing power helps with that right and solid balance sheet as we discussed. So Pretty much these are the very, very straightforward ingredients of uh, having a strong portfolio and you should be playing with that. Right? So what are our key stocks with this as a team? Our top 10 picks. So this one may be what is at a new all-time high. That's something which is uh, very, very uh, encouraging. The stock is expensive. But what's going to happen is that globally the cost of funds are close to zero percent. Right? If in the emerging market there has to be an allocation, it will first go to consumer facing companies, second will be consumer facing companies which are expecting strong growth. In the third, will continue to see allocation, it will deliver consistent returns going ahead. In the third, will is not a topic. right? Telecom is going to be one of the better impacted sectors. There are going to be challenges with recharging, but essentially all the business is conducted through telecom services right now. So, uh, this is going to be one of the lesser effects because there is no shutdown in Telecom. Right? So that's more important. So, Marky Aitel is, 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 is not, uh, is, is, is one of the strong picks that we are discussing. Even before the COVID-19 challenge, Aarti was one company which has started doing very, very well because it's, a, it's pretty much going to be a two-player market uh, in the next few years. And the, the players which are left off, it will, will benefit disproportionately. So this is not in the next three years can be a potential develop. So uh, which means a 25% kind of a return. So uh, I mean hardly it will make the fact. In process, uh, typically you see that uh, repeat tailwinds are going to be helpful. You can look at uh, some of the uh, specialty chemicals companies. I am mentioning RT industries, but of course there are other names also which are very, very interesting. Uh, whether a BDT organic or uh, limited or uh, or uh, uh, let's say a Naveen Florine, right? So most of these companies do have a good business model. They are going to be beneficiaries of global supply chains changing. 
beneficiary of the global supply chains aging from China to India, which is going to be a great, great help in terms of uh, uh, managing uh, uh, their, their exposure uh, to uh, China. So, the Indian specialty chemical, chemicals, which are already uh, getting this uh, uh, benefit, are going to see increase in uh, this trend, which is going to catch up further. So, uh, specialty chemicals as a state as a whole looks quite attractive in the next year's kind of perspective. There can be multipliers, but potentially this can be an area where there, are, there can be multipliers. All these companies do have a moat, so that's an interesting space to be in. Look at banks, uh, 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 one can look at, so we'll just ask me a question, why not HDFC bank also in the top 10 list? Uh, uh, right, so you can look at Kotak or you can look at HDFC, both are similar, but Kotak offers pretty growth over the longer term. Right, so that is why we take Kotak, uh, but uh, you can choose either. And the ICICI bank, because there is earnings growth and a uh, lot of derating which is possible, the bank is at 1.1 1 .1 times uh, price for adjusted book values, and that gives a very, very interesting uh, uh, play. But Gabar is something we like because it's in, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's in the space of naturals. Uh, uh, there is a renewed strategy of uh, power grants, so that is going to uh, be of great help. So uh, we like uh, Dabar as a, as a play because there is going to be earnings growth. There is going to be uh, consistent, uh, uh, I would say, that uptick in uh, uh, the, the business because of uh, the new uh, strategy. Tatum uh, Industries uh, we like because uh, jewelry, there will be a better demand. So, uh, so important in consumer variables is there is going to be a demand loss. Whether that demand loss is going to come back. Right? In China, the chances of that are much, much higher. Jewelry is something that you can store for life. Right? So, <laughs> there is no access problem of the storage. So, and people are not going out and so they will be very quickly happy. So, that is a very, very basic use. Those things will happen. Jewelry will be bought. So, so th that's why we like that. Titan industry. The stock is corrected from 1350 odd levels. Right now, to 900 levels. It, it looks to be, a, it's, it's again a good stock to own. Then we have the Biocom, which is one of the best growth in uh, best pharma place, and lastly, Sipla. So, in terms of uh, sectors, you can see the sectors that we are, we are focusing are primarily on four sectors, right? One is consumer, that is FMCG. Number two is uh, IT. Number three is telecom. Number four is uh, pharmaceutical and the chemicals. Okay? So, these are the four, uh, I would say that, uh, these sectors that we are largely focusing upon, and these are the sectors which are going to provide a good amount of visibility. And, and I believe that although some of these names might look expensive, but I don't see any other any reason why they may not get to be more expensive. So that is the overall theme that we are looking at. So growth is something that we are looking at in this kind of a market. Growth is what can provide uh, both uh, uh, defense as well as the uh, ability to uh, see capital appreciation going ahead. So, this is the key uh, uh, strategy that uh, we are looking at. Uh, uh, so, there are a lot of questions which have come. Uh, uh, we will be answering uh, a lot of these questions. But uh, it is important to just to reiterate what we are looking at is uh, that from a strategy perspective, we should be looking at, uh, first thing is that uh, this is a time to accumulate high quality names with strong balance sheets. 
in uh, let's say benchmark where the exposure is 35 percent. There is the housing finance. Uh, there are other uh, players also which are associated in the BFS sector. So at this point in time, the call on NDFC is very very. Key. I can say that uh, this is the trickiest time to take a call on the whole NDFC. How that is what my understanding is because they have exposure to that. They have exposure to real estate companies. They have exposure to construction companies. So on and so forth. Right. So. Uh, they will take much much longer to recover because they are not just based on this segment; they are leveraged based on this segment. So BFSI it will only be a select companies which are very very strong, companies with a very strong balance sheet and which can diversify business. So buyers are much better because they always they don't have a chance to see. Right. So and also the moratorium which has been in, uh, induced. Might have a very different kind of challenge in the in the whole uh, in, in the NBFC space, especially in segments like rap and all. So, lot of uh, in India, there are only 17-18 percent of people who are salary, right? So, 40 percent of the people are also they are going to use the moratorium, and they don't have such values right now. But in the moratorium, also the interest gets accumulated. It's not that interest is not going to get accumulated. There is only cash flow management which is going to happen. Right, there is a huge number of people, uh, right? So again, the money loss in Pakistan is money loss which is not going to come back. It is given that the retail segment, the MSME and the SME segment is going to see a lot of MPOs. Right, so that is why I think that we will be expected. On the other hand, so for example, let's say the IT company, which are uh, which are not uh, expensive by any nature, right? So uh, they and once the the, the dollar market starts coming back and rupee being at whatever level it is, uh, maybe seventy eight, seventy nine, right? That will be the end of the bonus visibility. So they will deliver returns and probably the allocation can shift there. We already seen uh, the peak number of forty percent coming down to fifty six percent is what we already seen as exposure to uh, uh, BSSI in the Nifty space. So I don't see that being uh, that change is expected in even in the index. Will <laughs> some doubt going ahead? So there will be higher exposure to the consumer facing lane. There will be higher uh, uh, the I would say the immunity in the in the IT space is a very very light end. In particular, something which has been a laggard for uh, for quite some time will start doing better. So that is how I am thinking about this point in time. So this is going to be a challenge. Okay. Uh, would U.S. start increasing their own uh, pharma production? That would their uh, own pharma production. Yeah, that would have an impact on the pharma company. So my answer to that is uh, it's a possibility, uh, but again, uh, this is not a very very simple thing. So. Things take much longer, so whether it happens or does not happen is something which remains to be seen. More importantly, Indians are cost leaders, so cost leadership is very very difficult to achieve, uh, especially uh, during time when uh, there is a need for cost reduction uh, uh, of services. So uh, this is a possibility, but uh, I would assign a very very low probability to that. Uh, the, the supply chains, of course, move to India. 
when we are looking at a one year loss, uh, one one and a half year kind of a loss, right? So having said that, uh, when the target of eleven thousand goes sells by uh, let's say the next year June or something, two thousand twenty-one June, maybe yes. But uh, that's not very likely. Eleven thousand five hundred kind of a target is something that we can work for. With a one one and a half years kind of a time frame, so twenty five percent return over a one and a half years kind of a time frame is achievable. So that is how I would think. But of course, the growth, the 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 rally in the market will be lumpy. It's not going to be a secular rally. Uh, markets uh, very high chances that I see that the markets can correct from the current level, uh, can go down before they start going up. Uh, right? Uh, things which need clarity will be the period of lockdown. Uh, whether it is the end of April or whether it is the end of May or whether it is the end of June, the longer the long-term process, the longer the market will take to recover. Right? Uh, but on a base-case scenario, I would say that uh, one one and a half months kind of a uh, lockdown is what we are seeing at this point in time. So pre-COVID levels, the market probably would be 2021 December uh, is what I would look at. Uh, Or from even insulation than that, which is kind of a fine kind of is where the it can take that much amount of time is not easy. And because uh, the the impact on the economy is going to be severe, it's absolutely no doubt about that. But companies which are uh, which are going to see better impact uh, on their business model are are the companies which might see further reduction. That's the way to protect them. What about uh, there's a question on uh, NNT. What about NNT? This stock has already corrected. Uh, Won't this be a good stock to accumulate for the long run? Uh, so NNT, uh, it, it's a lot dependent on the capex cycles. Capex cycle worldwide is going to take a hit. Uh, uh, not just India. India, of course, the government spending is going to come down drastically because government is now just managing it is all print and uh, and mode. Uh, uh, Covid has impacted the government during the peak of tax collection. Right, so from that perspective, it's all going to be printers and a uh, lot of government even demand will have come into the market. It might be RBI uh, lending to government, so it's going to be a big, big challenge to manage <laughs> the uh, challenges that we are seeing with the government. So, so my sense is uh, that. Uh, Government um, spending uh, not uh, happening, other discretionary conventional uh, spending also not happening, and uh, lastly, the PC of uh, that even uh, Middle East is going to be a very very big challenge because LNG has a huge exposure to Middle East. So my sense is that uh, LNG I will not buy it. If, if I have it in my portfolio, I'll probably take uh, something else. I can buy it directly and I can sit on it, which is like a cash. I just want to try, but not necessarily buy uh, uh, hold on to LNG because uh, there are going to be challenges in the interest rate. There are going to be inflation point. There could be challenges with cash flow, working capital management. I see a lot of challenges with uh, LNG. So uh, the return ratios for LNG are going to come down. So I'm not going to be a buyer of LNG. Uh, there's a question on SBI. So, can you talk on about SBI, please? How attractive it looks in the banking space. Uh, I don't like SBI. Uh, recently, uh, there are things which the government will have to do with the budget to SBI. Uh, if there is another bank bailout which will happen to SBI, then we are in a we are in a big challenge. 
and in between those kind of valley rain which can happen is going to be a time. So I like Bajaj Finance a lot, but I would only wait and buy Bajaj Finance is my humble suggestion at this point in time. Uh, so once things are clear, Bajaj Finance can rally even if uh, 100% from whatever level that it can be, right? Uh, so, whether at 2200 right now is the great level, it's still one of the expensive stocks, right? So, my sense is that I will wait a little bit because it's still a leverage play. Uh, I will wait for probably uh, uh, a couple of months because this is, if I want to invest, I will first buy uh, pharmaceutical and FMCG companies, then I will buy IT companies and telecom companies, thereafter I will buy the stronger bags and consumer durables. Then I will start buying the consumer face, the, the consumer face financial. Right? So it comes it's a little later in the cycle for me in terms of my buying experience. That is why I am looking at Bayash finance at a later stage. So uh, maybe not now, maybe in the month of May where I have more clarity. That is when I will start looking at buying Bayash finance, not necessarily now. But uh, it is it is a great company with a great management, so that is that is what works in So should I start an SIP? Uh, if uh, if, uh, if somebody is looking at an SIP in mutual fund, then of course you continue an SIP. Large uh, cap mutual funds, you can continue an SIP in large cap mutual funds. So that is something which is uh, an individual choice. Stocks, of course, I have given a list of stocks. You can do stock SIP also. So that is where uh, uh, I, I would suggest uh, uh, you can do even a stock SIP or a mutual fund SIP. These are good times to do SIP. Great times to do SIP because uh, because you tend to benefit from uh, the lower prices, right? So the market at 12,000 level is not a great time to be in SIP kind of a thing. Reason being that is the kind of market where you see when the markets were to go up, they, will, they, they are more likely to correct. Right, and then of course uh, uh, the SIP return compared to market standard return will be lower. This is the kind of market where SIPs will give you a higher CAGR compared to the market because you enjoy the benefit of lower prices. You might uh, you are investing through the cycle, and this is what will benefit. What do you suggest between uh, people who have invested directly in direct equities and? Uh, uh, mutual funds. So, uh, I would suggest uh, uh, that people who have invested completely charity equity, we should rejig the portfolio. This is not a time to be sitting on the portfolio without taking any action. So, if we are invested in um, uh, in the uh, in the uh, mutual funds, our orientation should be more towards large cap mutual funds. If we are invested in the uh, direct equity stocks, we should be rebalancing the portfolio. It is very, very critical to rebalance portfolios during such times because we should be protecting our portfolio from downside. Right? There's the high chance of the downside happening, and it can be very, very significant. It can look at the 15 to 16 percent kind of a 20 percent kind of a downside, even from principle. But can we own stocks which are which which come down in lesser and when the market does go up, they go up more? I think that is very much in yes, right? So, for example, some of the stocks that are, which I have listed, these stocks probably upper class in the market is making growth in the market. But in the period of a one year kind of a time frame, whether they will deliver a positive return, 
The answer to that is more likely yes. So this is the kind of portfolio which can deliver a positive return. Uh, there's a question on HRDA. We say the best shape for HRDA. This is again an individual skill. So uh, I won't take any uh, names for HRDA stocks. So HRDA, uh, of course, uh, the stocks which move a lot are uh, good plays on HRDA. Uh, so that is what I can uh, say. That's about it. Uh, typically, HRDA is where the stocks which take a direction will stay in that direction is something which people tend to play. But I'm no expert on intraday trading, so um, I would uh, shy away from uh, talking on stocks which are intraday. What about IDFC first by first Capital Bank? Uh, my sense is that this is a sell. Uh, uh, the challenge that we are going to witness for IDFC first bank uh, is that uh, this does not have a strong liability plan. So that is what upsets. Uh, uh, Companies which are in the BFSL space, companies which don't have a strong liability franchise, right, are going to be the, so they have a higher, uh, uh, so they have a higher advances to budget ratio. Uh, they secondly, uh, uh, it, uh, it has a large microfinance space because of capital cuts. Uh, so it's it's a it's it's a sell for me, right. What shape of recovery with the market be, right? So, E, U, L, or W. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, so my sense is that uh, uh, the recovery will take some time. Uh, initially, there will be some bit of recovery which can happen. Uh, but uh, to the previous levels, it will take longer. So that is what I can say. Uh, for recommendation of what is I could say now wait or thirty-five levels. So uh, this is a great question. Uh, so my suggestion is that uh, invest twenty-five percent now, invest twenty-five percent by the end of this month, and then take a call on what to do and how much to deploy for that. Uh, however, what I suggest is that. What one should be buying now? Typically, one should be buying SMCG stock. That means about the high beta names, high commodity SMCG stock, right? And pharma companies. So I will buy sectors which are. So, for example, pharma companies can be likely to have a very good Q4 and a good Q1 also, and probably Q2 also, right? So, so from that perspective, I would buy the pharma companies and buy some of the SMCG companies now. There's a very high chance of supply side inflation coming in and uh, FMCG companies benefiting. There's absolutely no advertising happening, so they tend to save on that print also. Input costs have come down significantly for FMCG companies. Right? So, I would buy that. Then I would buy probably because we are dependent on global the US markets, because US markets are much the trade of the. By end of this month, I think US should be very, very clear. The curve has flattened in the US. Europe is also seeing the flattening of curve, right? In other areas are much, much better. They have a great health care system, no doubt about that. So they will come about. So something like the IT companies is next I will buy, right? And then I will buy the bag. So after that I will buy the bag. And then, so instead of waiting for a 75 dollars probably I can wait for a little bit whether market corrects or not, right? And, but the order of buying will be this, right? It will be very, very similar to how the business cycle is going to play out. I have been the market cycle. I will look at my buying uh, 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 process 
line with the business cycles. The FMCG companies are going to see much lesser uh, impact uh, compared to uh, the highest impact that will be the microfinance of the GSFS space because they are leveraged and they have exposure. So it will be this. Uh, I end of the pharma companies and FMCG have much lesser impact. Then I will follow it by IT and uh, uh, the telecom space. Then I will buy uh, the banks, the high quality banks, and then follow it up with buying the uh, uh, the consumer discretionary way. Uh, so that is what my process will be uh, in terms of buying. So that is the timeline uh, to look at and also the process. So don't just wait for $2,500 because that's the that's number which things we have in mind. But the point, the challenge is that whether it is a $7,500 whether it is a $7,000 or the market for a correct purchase, right? All these scenarios are very much uh, possible so depending on how the global volatility behaves, how the uh, how the foreign markets recover, how long the lockdown continues, there are like so many variables. But what we know is the business cycles, how they are going to play out in all the scenarios. So each scenario presents with a certain business cycle. Longer the lockdown, the stronger FMCG companies are going to get stronger. Pharma companies uh, long, long, longer lockdown means that more business for power companies in, 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 in a certain manner. Right? So, <laughs> so that is where uh, we tend to see the, this uh, kind of process. And then of course the, 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 the challenges will be very, very different for that for uh, uh, companies in this space. Right? So uh, these are the, the, the success of companies will suffer more. So then I will buy them little later. So that is how I am looking at And this from the business sector. Okay, I don't see any other sector names. Uh, okay, so I, I just said that auto sector names uh, is something which I will buy at a later stage. I mentioned the four auto companies, for example, I share uh, uh, I share M and M Escorts in Maruti. So uh, uh, is something which I, I would uh, like to buy. Uh, uh, is what my uh, uh, I would say that difference uh, will be. Uh, And is this in media stocks, TVAT, AVT, AV? Media stocks are, uh, are, uh, are a trading play uh, more uh, number of times than anything else. So, uh, media stocks have, don't have a great history of creating value. There was only one company which had a great history of creating value that was uh, GMTKNN. Even that company, because of uh, the challenges that we have seen in the past, has, uh, uh, has become uh, uh, how this a lot of value. So media as a sector is a very high consumer discretionary kind of a place. I will stay away from uh, media stocks. So they might look attractive at uh, various points in time, but uh, it's not something which uh, uh, I would uh, I would like to invest at this point in time. So I start in SRP, yes, you should start in SRP. Uh, metal stocks uh, I'm sure metal stocks can correct uh, FBI uh, I'm sure Anything I have answered or from the buyers. A lot of questions in the mobile sector, people are interested in the mobile sector. Food sector to buy, but only my humble suggestion is that I would wait a little bit, but of course, depending on your risk profile, if you are willing to take a 20% risk and wait for that to longer, you can buy. 
it is automobile as a sector will take almost uh, almost naturally eight to nine months for it to uh, it to start. And this is this is reasonably optimistic, I'm saying. I'm saying seventy-eight months because the sector was in a challenge. Apart from that, we the economic growth rate even before this COVID nineteen was not in a great great shape, right? Even then, the auto sector was not doing auto sector was not doing so well. And this kind of scenario, uh, if there are lots and lots of people, so it's more likely that people take much longer for them to do it. Is what I can say. Yes, there is the comfort of valuation. But valuations are only comforting to the extent of the early uh, being right, right? So, early correction is also very, very significant in auto stocks. So, that's the only solution that I would play stocks which have better amount of impact and there is something credible to. So, for example, practice is something which will have better impact. So, I would buy that, right? And I will try probably the discretionary and minimization means because people will eventually come back. In buying those kind of things, so because it does not require a very large number of people to be in that space, it's quite short. Nationwide GDP, the phenomenon which has to work for laying back, I should make it to start doing very very bad, right? So that's what I can say. Ah, Siren and Siemens and so all companies which are. All companies which are uh, exposed to uh, 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 what do you call it? The capital goods is a segment which is exposed to the capex cycle. So capex cycle is going to take a hit. Siemens and all are relatively heavy in expensive names, but uh, more than the expensive products, I believe. Uh, There are going to be real challenges with regards to their order books and earnings growth. So it's something which I would uh, stop being invested. Uh, it's something which I won't be very, very uh, so critical at this point in time. So there are questions on Axis Bank shares. So, so I can't answer much on Axis Bank. But what I can say is simply this: right, sir, the top four strong banks in India are HDFC Bank, Kotak. Uh, ICICI and Axis, right? So that is the order in terms of the quality of the liability transfers, the quality of assets, right? So this is pretty much the uh, way. So it is this demonstrated with the RANs, it is demonstrated with the NPAs, so on and so forth. So from that perspective, typically Axis Bank is number four. It is one of the strongest banks. It is one of the strongest companies. But if I if I can if I if you ask me to give a recommendation on this one. From a compliance point of view, we are actually like uh, actually like we are hundred percent in subsidiary. So uh, from a compliance perspective, I cannot recommend Axis Bank. I can only talk about the fundamentals, uh, which is there, uh, which are all there in the public domain for anybody to check out. So uh, it is one of the top four banks, and uh, it is now uh, uh, systematically, uh, systematically, and very very important bank to the system. So that's about. Uh, Uh, if in terms of uh, what Axis Bank uh, uh, offers and the other sub aspects, we know pretty well. Uh, metal industry also, uh, and so can we buy <coughs> Ambar Enterprises and Whirlpool at this point of time? Uh, Ambar and Whirlpool, uh, again, I said, uh, look at it as a great and buy. Uh, as per your suggestion, class communication, right state, Manipur is another great sector person. Thanks for uh, okay. So, Manipuram Janaz is something in, in the BSSL space. I like uh, it's a good stock uh, primarily because it's in gold finance. So, gold finance is a lesser impacted space. 
Don't think that is what we like. So that stock uh, that area can give you good returns, right? Uh, from a medium-term perspective. But I also uh, said that it, it also has an MFA business. So that business is going to suffer. Needless uh, to say, if these are the gold finance companies are good, if within the day of the space to be invested in. But is it a very very safe haven? These companies are enterprise, so there is some bit of risk in that. So they are fast turnaround place for me, but um, I will be very very I will be investing in a very very small operation there. But uh, we could see a growth in economy coming from gold finance because the borrowing might increase in, in the gold finance. So that is a very very interesting space uh, to me. It makes sense to buy. Small caps. Uh, I will stay away from small caps completely. Uh, 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 I just wanted to chat because the balance sheet strength of small caps is limited. Uh, two months, one month, no business means they, they will be impacted. Again, we will have to do very, very close speaking in terms of what you should be buying in uh, small caps from uh, space. So, it's going to be a big, big challenge to figure out the right small cap company. So, in my position is that at this point in time, I will stay away from. Uh, as well as companies. Uh, what about exercises and hints from the building which you have stopped? Uh, will people start owning buying more packs? Uh, this is what uh, instead of driving Uber, Ola, even in Metro, this is what has been one thing which uh, people have talked about in when cars had to develop a greater amount of space uh, 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 of automobiles, which has happened in South Korea and also. Uh, there is some bit of query uh, which has uh, worked. Whether it will happen in India, uh, it's not a very, very straightforward thing for India, right? So, uh, buying a car is, is an aspirational product in India. So, people will continue to buy it, is not going to, which is not going to get a major boost. Uh, youngsters who prefer to rent their buy probably might continue to do that. So, something which is, uh, which is a phenomenon. Uh, right, so it's, it's not, I, 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 I don't, uh, uh, believe in secondary writing schemes so much that, uh, that this happens and because of that, that will happen. So, uh, the team should be fairly straightforward. People, if they want to buy, uh, cars, uh, how good their balance sheets will be. My sense is that their balance sheets will be poorer after this. So, see, for their balance sheets to be repaired and that will improve will take time. So, I think I am more of that camp, so, Things uh, which are more straightforward in nature tend to do well in market and they tend to generate stronger sales. Right? So, that's what I will play for in this kind of a market. Uh, is it advisable to buy through directly to equity or go through Michelin Road given the current scenario? Uh, it, depends on, uh, it depends on individual rights. So, uh, uh, Direct equity has its own benefit where you can build a concentrated portfolio. Mutual funds uh, offer a, a different claim. Mutual funds tend to play for a very long term and, uh, and their, uh, their uh, course, uh, ability to diversify is better. Uh, so, that's the advantage that mutual funds offer. But uh, these are times when the one can buy a strong portfolio of high quality names. So, that is what a direct equity offers. Uh, it depends on the amount that capital and individual has. Uh, so, we should have a sizable position in the uh, direct equity uh, stocks. So, that is where I would leave my thoughts on. 
So these are names which can be passed either on trade in the market. Whenever the market stabilizes, these stocks can see fairly strong returns because the business will see limited impact and the earnings growth can be quite strong. So uh, there has to be some bit of pension demand for these companies. How to address all balance sheets? So companies which make the cut are the ones that are mentioned and they I'm sitting on huge cash. Yes, I said uh, people who are sitting on huge cash should be given systematically uh, buying 35% tomorrow and uh, the, then uh, wait for another 25% uh, after one still stabilizing them. Uh, yeah, if they can't see also faster than your stock whenever the market stabilizes is what I can say. Uh, is it a good time to buy pharma funds? Yes, it's a good time to buy pharma stocks and pharma funds. RTTC, Reliance Industries, SBI Cars and Delta Corp. Delta Corp is a logo source for me because uh, the challenges that we are going to discuss. RTTC as well, Reliance Industries is, is a big name. Uh, but uh, we don't have a own differences for Reliance Industries, so Reliance Industries is a big bunch of look at. But uh, it's something uh, a little tricky, uh, but it's a good name to accumulate because of uh, the strong zero play. So one increase allocation in SRP during stress, yes, I agree that one should increase allocation during the times of stress. Why indexing banks? Uh, indexing banks as a source of the challenges to keeping uh, us talk about the work, how bad the corporate risk is. You have a huge CV base which is going to stuff up this time. So uh, I am a seller of indexing banks on rally. Life and general insurance companies, uh, uh, life insurance is preferred compared to general insurance at this point in time. General insurance companies can correct. ANCs are good today because they are seeing more SFP because SFP is 10 free and March they saw 11% growth kind of an insurance. So ANCs are good place to earn. As you got at 420, I can't talk about the price points. Virus and ITSA, yes, ITSA is a good name to buy with National Olympics. So, yeah, hydroxychloroquine is going to be in gold. I do not know how effective it actually is, but it is making a lot of noise, so definitely one can buy these names. Keep up my trade, I will avoid keep up my trade because Travel and domestic focused chemical space or something which will be a little difficult. Reliance is a mismatch. The geo business is going to be very strong, but in the petroleum business, there can be challenges. Whether they deal with Saudi Aramco happens or not, I am skeptical. Nestle Britannia are good companies to own. Nestle preferred over Britannia is what I can say. Britannia. As the challenges, still have challenges because of Boeing, DPC, we have to bail them all, so not sure what can happen. 15-20% charger in large cap, large cap is preferred than mid cap, so that's what my suggestion is. Just that I said that if you can manage to sell, you can sell as much as possible. So in real estate, there's big challenge in the sector, so long term can get extended, very likely. So long then can get extended. 
Why not Bullishan Tata Motors? So Tata Motors, I see a lot of challenges with Tata Motors. It's a global play. There is, uh, uh, so we do not know how consumer driven demand is going to be in the international market and more continent to the luxury car market. So it's, it's a very heavy thing. Tata Motors is really bad and they are behind the curve in uh, EV. So yeah, so Tata Motors is something which I avoid. You are Ashok Leland. I already given, uh, uh, so, so that TV cycle is a sell for me. Yes, uh, if the longer extends when it may, then uh, the same thing is going to find another for very long. are going to see a challenge. It's, it's, it's the toughest thing to take a call and it's disappointing time because of various things, whether so labs, uh, lab, microfinance, everything is going to be impacted. TV, vehicle financing, everything is impacted in the industry space. So, uh, I will not have a guess in 